Hi and welcome back to the second episode of my brand new series How I sort of survived A-levels So in today's podcast episode I'll be sharing how to find the right academic resources and also materials In order for you to study more efficiently throughout A-levels So stay tuned after this short piano solo When it comes to A-levels, it's really important for you to understand your syllabus or subject contents. So if you're listening to this, most probably you're doing, well, most probably you're already doing A-levels. And surely you understand when I mention these exam boards. Um, for example, Cambridge International, CIE, Edexcel, IAL, AQA, Oxford AQA, OCR, and etc. So in Epsom College, I took economics. Uh, initially, uh, we were doing Edexcel. But then again, when we stepped into year 13, we changed to AQA for some sort of reasons. Most probably because we were changing sets of teachers so we were they were more comfortable teaching aqa uh, i did politics at excel uh, mathematics and also further maths um, under at excel and i also took a s- additional like a subject i guess uh, which is the extended project qualification um, level 3 aqa so tip number one reading specifications for each subject so at the start of a levels no one really taught me how to use specifications so if you are unsure, um, specifications are like a table overview of your two years course of that particular subject. They will specifically tell you what you need to know and what other things you do not need to know. So one of the mistakes I did was that I didn't really rely much on specifications because I already write the contents in my textbooks. But honestly, it becomes more important when you enter year 13 or in like other colleges, they call it A2. Um, this is because like specs um, in short form for specifications to help you to revise when it comes to your mocks or your choir exams they laid out the topics perfectly for you to use as a revision checklist again there's no harm in not using specifications but at least read them read them once so that you understand your content you can get these specifications on each exam board's website uh, if you go to my blog uh, i have included an example of a specification for economics Tip number two, available online notes and websites. I kept on reminding myself that I need to work smart and I don't always need to make my own notes, um, save some time for other stuff uh, as well. So there are a lot of like websites online that you can find notes uh, for A-levels. For example, if you do maths, economics or physics, and, and well, actually if you do other subjects as well, there's a website that has various types of notes for you. Um, it's called physicsandmathstutor.com. When I did my A-levels, I printed notes online and put them in a folder. I tried to highlight important points only and read them before going for assembly. Well, most of the time, because I'm quite busy in the morning. For some people, they are too lazy to make notes or they can't be bothered to do so. So my advice, um, print them out and annotate your own notes. Again, if you go to my blog, I have included a list of websites I used um, throughout A-levels for all my subjects, which is maths, further maths, politics, economics, and also um, a bit of EPQ. Tip number three, past papers. I mean, like, what is A-levels without spamming years and years of past papers, am I right? 
um, obviously you know you need to do past papers um, you definitely do the thing is when do you use them um, some would suggest that you do past papers when you finished um, revising all your topics and when it's like near your actual exams um, to be very honest I started doing past papers quite early in my uh, two years of A-levels for people taking AS exams which I did not um, it's important for you to do past papers alongside revising your topics um, it's not efficient I agree but for some people like me we can't really find time to do them at the end because one uh, I sleep very early and I and two I can never study after 12 a.m. Um, so I personally will face a lot of problems if I start doing past papers quite late um, but remember when I said uh, early it doesn't mean it doesn't mean early early maybe like two or three months before the actual exams you start working on past papers so that when it comes to the actual exam day you just review them with your teachers for some people who work fast um, don't be afraid to look at other exam boards past papers as well um, I did econ uh, AQA economics but also I also did past papers on CIE OCR and also at Excel Oh, this sounds like a BS advice, but it works sometimes if you want extra multiple choice questions or maybe extra maths questions. These exam boards sometimes produce the same format and also difficulty of questions. So the more you practice, the better you become. Uh, but then again, um, there's a disclaimer to it. Um, I think like you might have you might have to avoid doing essay questions from other exam boards because sometimes the style of writing or maybe the exam techniques might be different to the one that you're doing, and uh, it might be confusing if you like doing multiple exam boards uh, because like they have different styles of writing. Tip number four: YouTube videos and podcasts on Spotify. So A levels is not as easy as you think. Um, to be very honest, I spend most of the time on YouTube searching videos on economics, theories and explanations because, well, let's be honest, you just doze off in class sometimes or you're like your teacher's accents were so difficult to understand. Um, well, there are plenty of useful YouTube videos available for your course and subjects. You do not worry about that. Um, apart from that, I might sound like a nerd already, but sometimes there are podcasts available on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, luckily, there are teachers and students who explain or discuss topics uh, uh, by uploading podcasts. For example, Seneca, uh, S-E-N-E-C-A, uh, Seneca uploads A-Levels economics podcast on Spotify. There are also like A-Levels politics podcasts. So when I was year 13, I sometimes put them on before going to bed. But to be very honest, but like it only worked for me once or twice because I have problems just like listening to podcasts and not reading the content as well. So yeah, but uh, I would recommend you like diversify your academic resources. Like, do not be afraid of like looking into like YouTube videos or like uh, listening to podcasts on Spotify. You will be surprised on how well um this platform actually provide. Uh, more information than what you're learning in your actual classes tip number five textbooks study guides and cgp reference books for certain a-level subjects textbooks can be very useful however there are few subjects which require you to have a much wider knowledge for example edexa politics textbook um, it has limited information in it and most of the questions asked um, in the actual exams are far more complicated um, 
in the text uh, compared to the in the textbook. Uh, I'm well I'm not going to lie. Most of the political knowledge and examples I brought into my essays are from articles and newspapers. Um, nonetheless, um, textbooks they act as a guide for you so that when you do write the reading you stay on track with the syllabus um, or contents so that you don't really get sidetracked uh, or like go into deeper uh, irrelevant um, content another example would be questions in the edX economics textbook which are completely different to the actual exam style questions so be smart a levels textbooks are not perfect and surely they act as a guide only on the other hand, do not rely too much on reference books or CGP guides because they tend to compress information and might miss out on few important pieces. I personally use CGP guides when I like lie in bed or maybe an early 20 minutes morning read before assemblies. Uh, well, most of the time, I read AQA economics textbook. Uh, I actually like bought a physical copy of the textbook which cost me like £50 from the UK. So some textbooks are very, very, very useful. So make sure you dissect your textbooks and check with the exam papers whether the exam style questions are the same. I'm not very sure about other subjects, but I do know that most of my friends that took sciences, um, biology, chemistry and physics, they use a lot of like CGP guides. Um, but then again, some subjects are not available, uh, like politics, CGP, they don't really produce books for politics. The final tip would be Kahoot, actually. Yeah, Kahoot. Well, there are times where Kahoot is just a way of like killing time in classes. But actually, I used um, Kahoot quite often, especially during my mocks. Uh, you will be surprised because like there are actually a lot of available free topics that you can use as a revision session and a way of recalling your knowledge. Sometimes I use this whenever I'm in the car, like traveling, so, um, so that I don't always feel wasted each day or like feel unproductive. Uh, you'll be surprised with how effective Kahoot can be. Um, to be very honest, I use a lot of Kahoot. Um, for my politics, especially like political ideologies, so in a way that I had to remember a lot of like political thinkers and also what they uh, research on. So I really rely on Kahoot for um, as a way of me recalling all of the knowledge that I learned in class before. Personally, I believe that when you are using the right materials for revising definitely you will not have to face any difficulties throughout your A-levels. Well, most probably because you are actually revising the right materials and therefore you have a strong grasp on your content. When I did my A-levels, I actually spent a lot of time looking for resources. To an extent, I even customized my own sets of past papers. Well, this is very important for you to do at the beginning of year 12 or AS because you cannot afford to start looking for resources the following year. When you are in year 13 or A2, you will have to fill in your university application and maybe conducting college events. So definitely you will be very, very busy. I personally did a lot of um, looking like I, I personally spent a lot of time looking for resources when I was in year 12 because I was a prefect in year 13 and I, I'm glad that I did so because like when I was in year 13 uh, it was easy for me because I already compiled everything into a single folder into a single document so when I was uh, like doing my mocks it was just like going through my content because uh, it was easy because like re revision sessions were easy because like, everything was there and I didn't spend much time looking for it uh, I know a few of my friends they 
they started like looking for resources when it's ready mods and sometimes they spend more time on like looking for resources rather than studying so i think uh, to save up time i think you need to be organized and start like compiling all your resources and like putting them into a single document or folder when you're in year 12 because you to be honest you you're not that busy when you're year 12 compared to when you're in year 13 or like a2 yeah so i think this is the end of the podcast uh in the next episode we'll be discussing on how to stay motivated and how to keep a work-life balance so stay tuned uh, till then take care and keep on inspiring